before we read, let's pray this prayer that we usually pray. Lord, open my eyes to see your truth. Lord, open my ears to hear your truth. Lord, open my mind to receive your truth. Lord, open my heart to keep your truth. Let me be a doer of your word and not a hearers only. Let me bring forth much fruit to the praise and glory of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Speak, Lord. I will listen and obey. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. We're going to turn our Bibles to Genesis chapter 27. Genesis chapter 27. And I'm going to read from verse 1. Genesis 27 and from verse 1. Now it came to pass, when Isaac was old, and his eyes were so dim that he could not see, he called Esau, his older son, and said to him, My son. And he answered him, Here I am. Then he said, Behold, now, I am old. I do not know the day of my death. Now therefore, please take your weapons, your quiver, and your bow, and go out to the field and hunt game for me. And make me savory food such as I love, and bring it to me that I may eat, that my soul may bless you before I die. I want to take you back to verse 1 again. We're going to start from there, read it down to where we stopped, and let the Spirit of God speak to us what He wants to speak to us this morning. Now it came to pass, when Isaac was old, his eyes were so dim that he could not see that he called Esau, his older son, and said to him, My son. And he answered him, Here I am. Then he said, Behold now, I'm old. I do not know the day of my death. Now therefore, please take your weapons, your quiver, and your bow, and go out to the field and hunt game for me. Make me savory food, such as I love, and bring it to me, that I may eat, that my soul may bless you, before I die. There is something very substantial within these four verses that the Spirit of the Lord wants to speak to us this morning. Number one is the blessing that Isaac was going to bless Esau with. The blessing that Isaac was going to bless Esau with. We have to understand when someone is walking with God, God has blessed them with a certain measure 
of ability to bless whomever they bless. And the blessing doesn't come according to what they want to bless in a natural, fleshly sense. But it is moved by the Spirit of God who has given them that ability to bless. So, Isaac had the capacity to bless. And he knew that before he died, he has to bless, give his blessings to his son. Esau happened to be the the oldest one, someone who was in line, who was destined by birth to be blessed by being the firstborn. But God already told his mother that the younger one is actually going to inherit the blessing. However, Esau being the older one, Isaac at this point, even though Abraham had the blessing from God, so God told Abraham, whoever you bless Abraham, I will bless. And that's why Abraham had that power that the blessing that God blessed him with the supernatural ability, whatever he speaks over his son, his generation for it to happen he had it was Isaac's turn to bless to transfer that blessing to his generation because it's a blessed line that must carry the blessing of God the blessing of God needs to continue in the generation and the Messiah was going to come from Abraham's life. However, the will of God is involved here. God's hand is over everything. There's a test. There's a temptation. The Spirit of God working and then the flesh working. You see all these things taking place in this passage, even within the first few verses. They're consulting God for His blessing to be given to whomever God wills is important. And um, Isaac didn't do that. Isaac didn't see God as to whom God wanted him to bless. Even though Isaac and Rebekah knew what God had spoken way before. The children were born. Esau was Isaac's favorite son and Jacob was Rebekah's favorite son. That itself is not a good thing when one parent favors one child over the other. But 
this goes even beyond that where God is somehow not fully involved in this whole process by both parents here. Though they both were seeking God before, they were both blessed by God. But when Isaac got older, I'm seeking God as to who should I bless, Lord. And when Rebecca went and consulted God, what's happening in her womb? God spoke to her. She had a very good relationship with God. She was able to go and talk to God. But at this point, some kind of complacency came in. Where instead of going to God, she started doing her own thing. And that's when problems happen in our lives. When we don't consult God and we do our own thing, we have to be very careful with it. When we try to do everything our own way, even so-called spiritual things, that we think that, okay, this is for God, or I'm trying to Bless somebody. Does God want you to? It's a question. Is it God's will? It's a question. Whether you should give here, whether you should talk to them, something that we need to consult God on a daily basis, not when we are in a crisis. Rebecca didn't know what was going on. She went at that time, but when it came to such a thing as this, she felt like, I can handle this. I know what to do. And the enemy played his full game here. But she lost her son that she tried to gain and the blessing for. She was not able to see him after that. She caused such a heartache to her husband. Such division between both the children. A lot of things. Whatever Satan wanted to do, he had his way. Why? Because God was not brought into the picture. Even though God was there, God was not brought into the picture. Anytime we want to do anything, Even the right thing, we need to consult God. We need to ask God, Lord, do you want me to do this now? And is this how you want me to do it? Or how do you want me to do it? Our God is a living God who speaks. He's so involved in the lives of his people. He's the Lord God who leads us step by step. It's important for us to rely on God. Yes, Isaac was old. Isaac couldn't see. But even when our natural abilities fail, when we rely on the supernatural, when we rely on the supernatural strength of God, when we rely on the supernatural wisdom of God, God becomes our sight. God will show spiritually what is necessary, what is not, and how to do things. Isaac's eyesight was dim. His vision was gone. 
he couldn't see anything. It was so dim. And he knew that he was going to die. He's calling Esau. And he's telling him, I'm going to bless you. Because I know I'm going to die. There are two separate things that God is speaking to us here. One is, when we want to do something for someone, we need to consult with God, no matter what it is. Especially if it's a spiritual thing, we really need to ask God about it because it concerns Him. It concerns His plan. It concerns His kingdom. We have to consult with God. No matter what we're doing, we should consult with God because a whole life our life, entire life, is connected to God if we are His people. So we need to consult Him with everything we do. Especially when it comes to the things of God, we must go to Him all the time and for everything. What are we going to do? It has to be the plan of God. It has to be the will of God. Otherwise, Satan's will will come into play. So we have to be careful with that. Wanting to bless is a good thing. The timing was also fine. But how this should have happened is God would have been on the scene. Such a disaster would not have happened. That's what we have to understand. Sometimes we can say, oh, I know the urgency, I know the time. And a lot of times people will not want to wait because they say, oh, this is so urgent and I had to make the decision. I know God, you know, God's will. I know this is right. And, you know, I go based off of common sense. But a lot of times common sense will become Satan's input. Many times God will lead contrary to what we may think is common sense. So it's important for us to rely not on our common sense, but on the spiritual senses. For that, it has to be sharp and active. It has to be connecting with God all the time. It's like the cell phone that will constantly keep looking for the connection, the tower, the reception. We need to be people of God who will be connecting with God all the time so that God can speak to us and he can show us what we need to do. So now, the second part of this that the Spirit of the Lord wants to speak to us is the blessing. The first part is you're wanting to bless someone. You're wanting to do the right thing. Or you're wanting to be a blessing in the life of someone. You need God there. That's the first thing. And how important it is for you to consult with God and make sure you do it God's way. You can avoid disasters and it can be a blessing. That's the first angle. The second point that the Spirit of the Lord is bringing here is verse 3. Therefore, please take your weapons, your quiver and your bow and go out to the field and hunt game for me. Make me savory food such as I love and bring it to me that I may eat that my soul may bless you before I die. 
Now the second part is about receiving the blessing. These are two different things that the Spirit of God brings from these few verses. First to apply to our personal lives so that we can benefit from what God wants to speak to us this morning and bless us with. So the second point that God is driving straight into our hearts is how do you really position yourself in order to receive the blessing that comes from God? How to position yourself in order to receive the blessing that comes from God? Now the blessing that comes from Isaac is coming from God through Isaac to whomever God wants to bless. That's the key. So even the blessing, like I said before, needs to go to whom God wants the blessing to go to. And when you are in a place where you need God's blessing, I need God's blessing, then I have to make sure that I understand what is required for me in order for me to receive that blessing. There's always something that is involved between the blesser and the one who receives the blessing. Some kind of a exchange that takes place. So Isaac says here, take your weapons, your quiver and your bow. Go out to the field and hunt game for me. And make savory food such as I love. And bring it to me that I may eat, that may that my soul may bless you before I die. In your life and in my life, we need the blessing of God. Our spiritual Isaac, the Lord Jesus Christ, is ready to bless us. He wants to bless us. But the blessing of the Lord will go upon those who will be good stewards of the blessing. We have to understand that. Always understand the cup has to be clean, the cup has to be empty, worthy vessel. We need to become recipients of the blessings that God has for us. So, for that, we must be pleasing children of God. We must be pleasing children of God. Pleasing children of God those who please God. So the first point that we have to understand here is God says in His Word, without faith it's impossible to please God. If God says, I want to bless you, we need to have faith that He's going to bless us. Esau had faith in what his dad said. That's why he got up and went to do what his dad asked him to do. So we must believe that God wants to bless us. Let's understand that. We need to have faith in the Word of God. 
We need to have faith in what God has promised. God wants to bless me. And this year, in this new year, 2022, we must have that in our heart. God wants to bless me. Did He say that He will bless me in all things? Then He will bless me. We need to have that faith first. That's the foundation. Having laid that foundation through God's Word and His promise that God has given to us, we're going to move forward with how to position yourself. Positioning yourselves to receiving that blessing that comes from God. So when we see you must be a pleasing child to God. Faith, and that faith always results or shows itself in obedience. We need to be an obedient child of God that obeys God, who obeys God because he or she believes in Him. Always remember, faith is the foundation of everything. Keeping the commandments for giving, for fasting, for seeking God, everything. Faith is a foundation. Along with that, we must live a holy life. So, Isaac here tells his son, Esau, who was his favorite son out of these two, Esau was pleasing to Isaac, and Isaac had a special love for Esau, a pleasing son. When he told his son, do this, his son went and did what he was told. What did Isaac tell Esau to do? He said, take your weapons, your quiver and your bow. Go out to the field and hunt game for me. So he's saying, go, go to the field and do this. And he's giving very specific instruction. Saying, take your weapons. He just didn't say, okay, go, you know, make some food for me. No. There's a reason why Isaac spells it out. Because he wants it to be done a certain way. Take your weapons, your quiver and your bow and go out to the field and hunt game for me. After you do that, make me savory food such as I love. Then, bring it to me that I may eat that my soul is from the bottom of my heart. I'll bless you. That blessing will stay. So, we see here, through the Spirit of God, that before we before Isaac could bless his favorite son, he's giving him specific instructions. When the instructions are followed, and when the food comes, then after I eat, I'll bless you. So there's a very specific order before the blessing comes. 
giving the instructions, take the instructions and do what I've told you to. Once you are done with the food, bring it to me. After I eat, I'll bless you. When it comes to God Almighty, God says this, Delight yourself in the Lord. Do what pleases Him. Be keen on knowing what God likes and do it. But that you need to know the Word of God. Follow the instructions that God has given to you. Has God given an instruction for us for this new year? Yes. You surrender every area to the Lord and God will bless you in all things. That condition has come from God to us, for our church. But what do we do with that? We need to do exactly what we've been told to do. Then, God will see our offering to Him, which is every area of our life when we surrender. It goes as a pleasing offering. When people who please God offer as a sacrifice, God smelled it, the Bible says. Then He makes a covenant with them. God smelled it. Then He came and He spoke to them. God smelled it, then he came and he blessed them in a dream. There's so many things in the Bible that happened after that sacrifice was offered. After God smelled it, he was delighted in what was presented to him. As a result of that, he blessed his people. In your life and in my life, when our lives are pleasing to God, I said, number one, no good, thing, no good thing will He withhold from them that walk uprightly. The pleasing life is very important. need to be His beloved child, son or daughter, in whom He is well pleased. That's number one. And He will definitely want to bless you that he gives the instruction, he says, do this and I'll bless you. Do this and I'll bless you. This year, be determined to do that which God has called you to do. Every area of your life, tell yourself I'm going to be intentional in giving it over to Jesus. From your marriage to your children, to your finances, to your health, to what you see, what you hear, what you wear, how you conduct yourself, who you talk to, how you behave at home, how you behave outside, how you behave when your spouse is there, how you behave when your spouse is not there, how truthful you are and how faithful you are, in everything, in your thought life, in your actions, how faithful you are to God Almighty. 
take all those things. You know, one good thing that God has taught us in this church to do is to write things down. Nobody needs to get overwhelmed and overwhelmed and come to the conclusion that, well, I can't do this, it's not for me, no. If it's not for you, then you wouldn't have been there when God gave the promise. It's for you. So, the easiest thing for you to do is write all the areas of your life. Take one area at a time. Work on it. Surrender to God. And surrender has to be a total surrender. Think of all the ways that you can surrender to God. And think of all the ways that when you look at it, you know that it's not surrender to God and what you need to do. And I would say, go to God and ask what you need to do. God will speak to you. You may be praying in secret and saying, Lord, I don't know how to do deal with this area. And, and we've heard this testimony again and again and again, these testimonies from people that they'll pray and then they'll come to the morning call and God will speak during the morning call. They'll come to the Bible study, God will speak. Or they'll come to the um, Sunday service, God will speak. Or suddenly they'll be um, prayed over for something and God will speak. Or suddenly you'll open your Bible during your personal reading and God will speak. And then God will speak, expand on that during the church services. Our God is a God who speaks. So we need to take all our matters to God. Even the areas that we need to surrender, take it to God and tell the Lord, teach me, show me. See, it's not like many, like many people pray. All the time, all the days of their lives saying, that, Lord, I want to surrender. Lord, I want to surrender. I don't know how to do it and it's hard for me to do it. And then they never do it. As long as we keep saying that, we're never going to do it. We need to say, Lord, I want to do it and I want to do it now. Show me how to do it. Wait on the Lord and look for the Lord to show you and He will show you. And He can tell you there's not a single prayer that I've prayed that God has not answered so far. He answers so speedily. He's the same. If he can do this for me, he will do it for you. He'll do it for anybody who sincerely seeks him and asks him, Lord, help me. Show me. Whatever we ask God for, as long as our heart is sincere, and we want to please him and we're pleasing him with whatever light we've given, and we're doing it with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength, God will reveal more and more and more. I'll show you how to please you, please Him even more. There's a growth even in pleasing God, just like how in holiness you grow, in righteousness you grow, in humility you grow, in faith you grow, in brotherly love and kindness you grow, in the fruit of the Spirit you grow. There's a growth in everything, the gifts of the Spirit you grow. There's a constant growing that takes place in the body of Jesus Christ in the life of every believer because we keep growing and growing and growing and the fullness, the stature, the measure of the Lord Jesus Christ is the working of the Holy Spirit that takes place. And as God wants to bless us in all things, we need to be people of faith who have that assurance that when I ask God, God will help me. When I ask God, He will show me when I ask God, He will teach me. When I ask God, He will uncover things, He will reveal to me things that I don't even know. There is that I need to change. There is that need to be surrendered. All those areas that need to be surrendered. 
So, write down all the areas of your life that you have. Whatever areas you have, whatever you remember, and whatever you think you don't know, ask God, and God can bring it to your memory. And God can bring out things that you don't even think that is an issue. And all the areas that are there and see, in every area, is Jesus first, is Jesus first, is Jesus first, am I doing the will of God? Am I consulting with God in all these areas? Or am I just doing things? to do because I know what to do with this and I know what to do with this I know what to do with this that's what Isaac thought too and a big blunder happened what does God want me to do total surrender is letting God take the lead letting God be the captain letting God be the Lord whatever he says I will do being sensitive to the Holy Spirit so, write all the areas that are pertaining to your life first and then see all those areas. Is it totally yielded to the Lord? Is it a totally surrendered to God? That means, is God in charge of those things 100%, 100% of the time? And so, if you're not sure, put a question mark on those spots. And then see. In prayer, those uncertain areas take before God and tell the Lord, I'm giving this to you. And pray and see how to secure those places, how to really give it over to God, how to do it the way God wants you to. Because the prescription comes from God. Just like how Isaac said, take your weapons, your quiver, your bow, and go out to the field and hunt game for me. Make savory food. And then, very important, such as I love. It's not what we like. What God likes. What God loves. In order for us to know what He loves, we need the help of the Holy Spirit and we need the Word of God. The Holy Spirit will show us through His scriptures always the Word, the Word, the Word. The Word is the foundation. The Word is the structure. The Word is everything. We need the Word for everything. But the Spirit of God has to illuminate our eyes of understanding to really offer something that really delights Him. Savory foods such as I delight. Unless I know what he likes, unless Esau knew what he liked, there's no way he can just figure out last minute what did he like and how am I going to do it. And no, he went right away. Because he knew what his father liked. There was someone who was doing this very frequently. His father liked something special that he made which tasted really good out of old. The variety of food that Esau would have made. There's something that his father really liked. And he's telling him, make this and bring it. And prepare it like this. See, when you're walking with God, 
the Holy Spirit will show you what really pleases God. The Holy Spirit will show you what really pleases God. You know, His Word so beautifully has many things that God really loves. One such thing is meekness. The Bible says meekness, humility, is very attractive to God. Very attractive to God. It's not just for women, it's for men, for everybody. When God sees humility, He just pours His favor upon such people. Meekness is a sweet-smelling aroma to God. When we live a life of meekness, when we clothe ourselves with humility, so look at your area and see. How much meekness do I have? Is there room for me to grow in meekness? Uh, do I think that, well, I have all the meekness in the world. And that really shows that there's no meekness at all, if we think that way. Let the Spirit of God examine our hearts. Take us deeper. Like I said before, you can grow in meekness. You can grow in love. You can grow to become more like Jesus. So there are very specific things God has said in His Word that He delights in. What else does He delight in? The Bible says God doesn't delight in these external sacrifices, but he delights in obedience. Obedience is better than this. What else does he delight in? The praises. More than the external sacrifice, he delights in the fruit of our lips. So in order for the fruit of the lips to be acceptable to God, our lips must be sanctified. Our lips should never be lying lips. Should not be haughty lips. Should not be vain lips. It's not about how many times we say thank you, Jesus. Sometimes people say a thousand praise offering and ten thousand. doesn't matter. Widow's might became so precious to God. Just like how Jesus stood by that offering box and he was seeing what was being put inside. Let me tell you, it's not even the amount. As they were bringing their stuff, Jesus was standing there, he was seeing everybody's heart. This widow who brought those two mites, he was able to see her heart, and he knew right away that was all she had. So, Whatever we're doing, it must be out of a pure heart. Our praises must be out of pure lips. We lift our hands in the presence of God, it must be holy hands. So that sanctification, sanctifying ourselves, cleansing ourselves on a daily basis, 
keeping ourselves pure is very important. It's not like every, every day come morning, afternoon, night and have uh, a repentance prayer. Or I should say forgiveness prayer because if it's repentance and then that means you say sorry for what you did from the bottom of your heart and forsake the wrongdoing. That's what repentance is. We're simply coming and asking forgiveness for the same thing over and over and over again. A hundred times a day. It's not good. We need to do something about it. So prayer is pray, Lord, set a watch over the doors of my lips. And we can't say, well, it's your job, Lord. I just prayed now, so if uh, I go and slander people, that means you didn't watch over the doors of my lips. Can we say that? No. Once we pray, if we have faith, we believe that he has given the grace. That means it's my job to close my mouth and be careful with what I speak. Is this necessary? Is this conversation necessary? Is this gossip? We have to understand. What is pleasing to God and what is not pleasing to God? Is it slender? Is it boastful? Is it self-seeking? Is it full of pride? So those are the things. So when you look at the praises, because God delights in the praise of His people, right? what kind of people? So but that area you need to write down and see when it comes to your mouth, which is consecrated to God. Many people have seen want to be used of God, desire. They all want to become prophets. They have no control over their tongue. There's no limit. No consecration of their mouths. No consecration of their minds. You want God to use your body, then it, ha- it becomes His period. Where your mind is given over to God, only then God can take over that mind. can't be flipping back and forth. Your mouth has to be given to God and to God only. Not taking it back and forth and using that mouth to speak things that you shouldn't speak and be angry at people. Unjustly say things. Those are all very displeasing to God. Gossip about people. Or put someone down. These are abominations to God. So write the areas in your mouth and see how holy are you when it comes to your conversation. Some people it's negative all the time. Some people they have to talk negative about somebody all the time because that makes them feel better, makes them feel like they're somebody. It's all demonic things. This is not godly. So check yourself and see if that is there. For some people, they have to find fault with somebody all the time. That makes them look better. That's a very a demonic, accusatory spirit. This devil that finds fault all the time. With God's people. Some people, they nitpick for everything. 
He will not see the good that is there. All the time, somehow, immediately they find what is wrong with it. Write those things and see where change is necessary. Work on that. Really take it seriously. If you see a house, your house, it's really broken down everywhere. And it needs to be fixed. There's water all over. Walls are all smelly. When a person who is not healthy and who is not well, who is not mentally stable, are the ones who will stay there like that. If you're going to live there, you're going to fix it. Make it livable. You want God to do something. You want God to use you. Look at every area. Write those things down and then start with one area. One by one by one. You do it. Sometimes when people begin working with one, say, I'm working with one, so I'm just going to ignore the rest. No. Focus on one. Make sure you don't fall where you're doing well right now. When you seek God on all these things, you know He gives grace. The Spirit of God comes and He gives grace. That's the most beautiful thing. The difference between a person who's trying to do things on their own and the person who is dependent on the Holy Spirit and the grace that comes from Jesus Christ can do all things through Christ to strengthen them. You want to offer that which is pleasing to God. And it's your life. Lord, I offer up my life as a pleasing sacrifice. As a pleasing sacrifice to the Most High King. When you bring your life before God, as God has said, you just give every area of your life to me. And I'll bless you in all things. Write all those things that you want God to bless you in all the areas of your life. If you want God to bless your body, see if you've surrendered your body to God. Is it yielded to God in order for God to bless you and heal you? If you want God to bless your mind, is your mind yielded to God? Are you filling up your mind with God's word? Or are you filling up with the things of this world? Write those things down. Writing will help you. Write it down so you can see in front of you what the problem is then write down the areas that needs to be fixed and take it to Jesus, the Master Builder. Because He's your builder. He's the one who began the work of salvation in you. And he's the one who's going to bring it to completion provided you continue to let Him do it. But for that you need to keep going to Him. Go to Him. And ask Him. And He'll help you. Bring that which is pleasing to God. And God will smell that as a sweet aroma. And He will bless you. And His blessing is more powerful than any blessing that's out there. It will rest on you. It will change your life. And the promise that the Lord gave us this year, He'll make you into a different person, different man, different woman.
when you really take what God has told you seriously. Take the instruction and take the instruction that God has given to you. Say that I'm going to do this. And do it. And present it to God. God Almighty will smell it as a sweet sacrifice. And God will bless you. Faith in what God has spoken should propel you to evaluate yourself in the presence of God. To what areas you want God to bless you and how is it right now? Because all those areas need to be offered to God if you want God to bless it. So those need to be sanctified. Those need to be offered as a sweet sacrifice to God. So when you surrender those areas, it's not just saying, oh Lord, I surrender this area, and then just pray and just walk away. There has to be a change. You actively work on it by letting Christ work in you. We're co-laborers with Jesus Christ. He's the master builder. It's not just for ministries, even for your own body, which is the temple of God, for your own soul, for your own mind. He's building you. In order for that building to really come out solid and come to completion, you need to co-labor with Him in order for His work to come to a completion as you continue to work with him. He who began a good work in you will bring it to completion. That's why we persevere with everything that is within us. And the Bible says that you work out your salvation with fear and trembling. He's working. Then you work with him. He's the master builder. We are the co-laborers in our own salvation. In our own spiritual lives, our spiritual growth. Give every part of your life, every area of your being to God Almighty in a manner that would delight Him. And you will see God bless you in an immeasurable manner, as the Lord spoke, more than you can ask or imagine. Shall we pray? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Father, thank you, Lord, for this morning hour. Lord, uh, this is your word from you. I didn't know what you were going to speak, but I knew that you wanted me to speak this morning. And I'm so thankful that you have spoken. It still amazes me how you spoke on the New Year's Day and how you've been speaking on the same topic 
again and again and again in different ways during the fasting prayer. And how you've spoken again today from what you spoke on the New Year's Day. Though we've seen you speak like this many times when it comes to what you want us to hear in many different ways, every single time it amazes us, Father. It amazes me. And I thank you, Lord, for such beautiful ways which you communicate with us. We praise you, Father. I pray, Lord, that you stretch forth your right hand upon your people this morning. That you bless them, Lord. You can never do anything without consulting your Lord. I pray to keep them from any wrong decisions. Remind your people, Lord, anytime they're hasty, they want to rush to make a phone call, they want to rush to talk to somebody, they want to rush to sign up paper, they want to rush to go somewhere. Father, I pray, put a break, Father, in their stairs. Apply that spiritual break, O Lord. They may stop and pray before they crash. As a result of your pause, as a result of you applying the brakes, O Lord, may they not go forward but stop and pray, thereby preventing any disaster, Lord. I pray that you will have a hand over your people, Father. That every brother, every sister, Lord, <coughs> they grow in patience where they learn to wait on the Lord. Not be hasty, but to wait on the Lord. Truly wait on the Lord. Not do a thing without God saying no matter how the enemy may try to make it appear. Oh, it's a waste of time. It's never a waste of time when we wait on you. Father, I pray that you will continue to bless your people. You teach each one of them, Father, every single day, how to surrender. With all the scriptures and all the teachings that you're giving, I pray that you will give them grace to apply, Lord. Help them not to just pray for grace and not do anything about it. I pray may your people do what you have told them today, Lord, so that they can make good progress, delight the heart of the Father, and thereby be blessed, O Father. So as your servant standing in the presence of God, before the throne of God, in according to the power and authority given to me by the Almighty God. I bless your people with this blessing that you alone can bless them with. That they may take this word that you have given to them. They may apply it, Father. They may be doers of your word. 
they may inherit all the blessings that you have for them, O oh Father, that you have promised. They may be blessed in all things. They may see the little ship, little buds coming out in their lives. And by them surrendering, O oh Lord. And I thank you for doing this. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen.